Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Welcome back to Honestly Haunted. This week, we're bringing you the story of a location shrouded in mystery, the paranormal, and some strange business dealings. We're going to be talking about Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. So normally we set up a story by delving into the history of a place, and we'll still be doing that, but I think we, I think it would be a good idea to talk about the name Skinwalker Ranch first. Names of places will become important to this story in a few different ways, and this can really help us set the mood. Absolutely. If that mood we're going for is terrifying, because skinwalkers are terrifying. <laughs> they really are. If you're listening at night, I do not suggest Googling images of skinwalkers. I did during the day, and I was unsettled, to say the least. So basically, skinwalkers come from Navajo culture, and in Navajo myth, they're basically a witch who has the power to disguise themselves as an animal. Often, these animals are wolves or wolf-like creatures. What's important here, though, is to differentiate that skinwalkers may be witches, but they are bad witches. Sometimes the term witch is used for healers in various cultures, and skinwalkers and healers do not mix. Right. There is literally nothing good about a skinwalker in this myth. These creatures are harmful and evil, and they walk on all fours. So again, setting up the mood, we're talking about a ranch named after all of these really malevolent creatures. There isn't much else even known about skinwalkers, because those in Navajo culture are really hesitant to discuss them, both for cultural preservation, but also because it doesn't seem like something they want to spread or make well known. And I don't blame them in that at all. Interestingly, this ranch is not actually in Navajo territory, though. No, it's north of it. So that's kind of the first thing in our story that doesn't totally align. But to be fair, the Navajos didn't give this ranch that nickname. People clearly just repurposed and appropriated it. This ranch is also sometimes referred to as the Sherman Ranch or UFO Ranch. Skinwalkers and UFOs. We are in for a doozy of a story this week, folks. Okay, so now that the mood is pretty much set, should we delve into the history? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, some people say that the whole area surrounding the ranch has been a paranormal hotbed for a long, long time. Native Americans have stories that some have tied to more contemporary stories of the ranch. But our story doesn't start all that long ago. It starts in the early 90s with the Sherman family. Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased a 480-acre ranch in 1994 in Uintah County, Utah, and moved there with their son and daughter. Before they purchased, the ranch had sat empty for seven years after the original owners had passed away. Since it hadn't been resided in in so long, there was a lot of work to do before the Shermans could settle in. Terry recalled seeing some odd things. For example, he noticed odd compressions in parts of the grassy fields, assumed it was part of the dilapidation the ranch had suffered. He thought perhaps trees had been uprooted either from people or weather, and shrugged it off. Once the Shermans moved in, however, they couldn't keep writing off the strange things they'd experienced. It began mostly with lights. They began to see oddly shaped and placed lights in various parts of the ranch. 
Well, they figured it could be four-wheelers from kids nearby. There really wasn't anything nearby. The ranch was three miles from an access road, and that access road was cut off by a creek and a rock ridge, so it wasn't actually easy for neighbors to get in. That's when they began to notice the lights were above the poplar trees, which stood 40 to 50 feet tall in some cases. These were not cars, not four-wheelers. They couldn't be anything on the ground at all. One sighting Gwen had was of a large red circle that lit up the entire mountainside. The sightings became more frequent, and beyond lights, the Shermans began to see unexplainable objects in the sky as well. Terry had even reported that once he and his son communicated with one by waving their arms, to which the object flashed its own light three times in response before disappearing. Soon after these sightings, things took a darker turn. The Sherman's cattle began to turn up mutilated. The cattle would have odd holes found in them, and a strange chemical smell surrounded the bodies. At times, there would be genitals missing or holes made with no blood in sight. Then cows began to disappear altogether. And I don't mean stolen. There would be snow on the ground, there would be cow tracks, and then nothing. Like they were lifted into the sky. The Shermans were not at all happy at their ranch, which I think is rather fair given that their livelihood was being killed and disappearing at an alarmingly fast rate. In 1996, the Shermans sold their ranch. But they didn't sell to just anyone. They sold to a man known for two things. Hotels and UFOs. Robert Bigelow. Now, that probably seems like an odd pairing, and that's because it is. Bigelow owns the hotel chain Budget Suites of America, but in 1995, he also founded the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDS, which was known for the study of fringe science, basically the paranormal, and specifically UFOlogy? UFOlogy? However that one's pronounced. The NIDS spent years after this conducting research to try to understand what was happening at this ranch and to prove some of these paranormal happenings. There are a few stories here and there from people who worked with the Institute on the ranch, the most common occurrence being the sighting of humanoid figures. For anyone who may not be familiar with that term, humanoid basically means something that seems human but isn't. It's something that resembles a human. Basically, skinwalkers can be an example of this. But in most cases, when people say humanoid, there is something definitively off about this figure or creature. One scientist reported a humanoid creature spying on the team from a tree in the distance, just sitting and watching. The creature had yellow eyes and stared at the team unblinking. When one of the scientists shot at the creature, it fled. And in the snow, the team found a single footprint with the markings of two giant claws. The NIDS was defunct by the early 2000s, but a book has been released based on the findings called Hunt for the Skinwalker. This book is full of odd tales like that and other strange sightings, but many people dismiss the book for not having any real scientific grounding or findings. So the mystery of the place continued even after the research. While the NIDS was no longer functioning, Bigelow still owned the land. That is, until 2016. And folks, if you thought this was already weird, wait until you hear this, because it gets weirder. In 2016, Bigelow sold the ranch to a shell corporation named Adamantium Holdings for $4.5 million. If that sounds familiar, then you're probably a fan of Marvel, because adamantium is a fictional metal, specifically the metal from X-Men's Wolverine's claws. <laughs> there is so much to unpack here. First of all, 
It's named after a fake metal from a comic book. I mean, what? And, and further, it's named after a metal associated with Wolverine. We've already talked about how skinwalkers are often associated with wolf-like creatures, so this has got to be on purpose, right? It's like some kind of weird nerdy joke about the name of the ranch. Exactly, but it's a joke layered in all sorts of conspiracy, and they paid a pretty penny for it. Right, which means they really wanted it. Once they owned the land, they shut it down. All roads leading to the ranch were blocked off, security put in place. It was totally and completely shut off from the world. Locked down like Area 51. To add to this strangeness, this shell corporation was founded in 2007. Wait, that's like nine years before they actually bought the ranch. I know! So... What is this, like a weird coincidence? Did they have plans to buy the ranch and it just took that long to get the deal ready? Like, why did this exist so long beforehand and yet so clearly exist only for this ranch? And looking into this corporation basically gets you nowhere. There's only one person's name listed as associated with the company, and that's a Laureen A. Wright. She's listed as an agent for the company, but there's no further information. And of course, there's no information about who this Loreen actually is. Of course not. Now, since this acquisition, there have been lots of rumors about who actually owns this company, who's associated with it. I found a statement from Orion Skinner, who has some unknown current association with Adamantium Holdings. He's been brought up in a lot of discussions and discussion boards, and it's said that he investigated at the ranch in some capacity. Now, I'm going to read a statement by him, but before I do so, we just kind of want to share that in our research, we came across Ryan Skinner in a lot of different capacities, one of them being in a Joe Rogan show in like 2013. That was on sci-fi. It was. Um, where they went to Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, and, and Ryan Skinner seemed a bit... Of a fanatic. Yeah, honestly. He, he seems like somebody who kind of just inserts him self into the narrative of yeah. the ranch. So while, again, nothing necessarily wrong with being a fanatic, it might mean that his following statement is a little biased. Yeah, and, and to be fair, maybe he's inserted in the narrative in so many ways because he belongs there. Uh, he just, he gave us some weird vibes. So we just want to make sure that we set that up before reading the following statement, which I will do now. Quote, First and obvious, the new owner, owners, does not want to be identified. The new owner, owners, is, slash are, very successful and intelligent. He, she, they, have gone to great lengths and expense to keep their identity private. There have been layers added and precautions taken to ensure privacy. Because no public dollars have been used in purchasing or maintaining the ranch, it is really none of the public's business who owns it. I understand the curiosity, but that does not supersede a private entity's rights to remain private. The owner, owners, has, have, set up adamantium, hired a law firm to manage it, hired a real estate management company to oversee it, and have done everything through third-party contractors. Even the manager of the ranch was chosen and hired by the real estate management company. When I submit my invoice for my consulting, I submit it to the real estate management company. When we have had contractors on the ranch, they are paid through the real estate management company or the owner of the real estate management company. 
Good luck finding the owner owners, because anyone who knows the true identity of the owner owners are all under a strict NDA. And even if we weren't under an AD NDA, we wouldn't risk our access to the branch and our place in the inner circle for a few moments of glory on a page with people we have never met. If asked, many associated with these protective layers would claim they are the owner simply to throw off the hunt and protect the identity of the owner owners, end quote. Okay, wow, this is like a real conspiracy. Yeah, that or the owner just wants us to believe it's a conspiracy or, you know, Ryan Skinner wants us to believe it's a conspiracy. And there's one more piece to this really weird puzzle. In 2017, Adamantium Holdings filed for a trademark on the name Skinwalker Ranch. And in 2018, it was granted. Which makes sense because in 2013, a movie came out that was entitled Skinwalker Ranch. So maybe they're trying to protect their identity a little right. bit further. But unfortunately, as we mentioned before, this place actually is locked down. So we can't really go visit. Yeah, but I think that even despite that, there's a lot to unpack here. And we have a lot to consider when trying to make a verdict here. I know for me, for some reason, I, I know we talk a lot in our podcast about skeptics and believers. But for some reason, for me, with UFOs, I kind of draw the line mentally with whether or not I believe in them or not. And I know it kind of, it might make me a bit of a hypocrite that I'm willing to believe in, in apparitions and ghosts and spirits, but have a hard time at UFOs. I wish I got it either. And I don't totally understand it because Signs is like one of my favorite movies. So I'm obviously interested in it, but whether or not there's actual UFO involvement in this remote area in Utah specifically, like out of all places in the world, like that's where they choose to go. I don't know. I have a bit of a hard time with that one. You know, I totally get that. I mean, to be fair, as as a child, I was obsessed with aliens and UFO things just as much as other paranormal stuff. I would get up at like 3 a.m. to watch Discovery Channel specials on abductions and aliens and men in black <laughs> and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I would have like books given to me for Christmas that are like close encounters of the fourth kind. <laughs> and, and I loved it. Um, but I, as an adult, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. For some reason, it's harder for me to believe some of these UFO things than, than others. And, and I don't know why that is either. Maybe for us in this particular story, it's a little easier to dismiss the UFO stuff because the actual Skinwalker stuff is so terrifying to me. That is so true. Yeah, the Skinwalker stuff is definitely what I'm more interested in. The humanoid figures and, and all of the other paranormal stuff. Because I think, like, one thing that we really want to stress is that this location has, like, the gambit. It has all types of paranormal activity. It has UFO stuff. It has humanoid figures. It has everything. Lights, orbs. Yeah. Odd kind of markings in the ground, like in the cave. There's like several caves on the property. They have found old remote like signings and, and things etched into the rock. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on. And in some of the research we saw, there's also... An odd explanation of, of from a map of view of man, of uh, discrepancy in magnetic poles, basically where the magnetic poles don't match up in this weird 500 acre allotment of land. Yeah, and and speaking of maps, kind of a, a funny thing that I came across in our research is I found somebody making the connection between uh, the 
Skinwalker Ranch, if you look at it on a map, you can form a triangle between Skinwalker Ranch, Area 51, and Roswell, New Mexico. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So basically I, <laughs> uh, an on-land Bermuda Triangle of sorts, which also has more of that information with magnetic pole discrepancy. True, true. I mean, to be fair, I, I think that you can probably make triangles out of anything if you try hard enough. As, as somebody who has a lot of freckles, I as a kid, I would be bored and I would just draw little triangles in between my freckles, which I, I know that's odd. But. Just a little bit, but we're talking about UFO sightings, so exactly. not too bad. And and I'd be, I mean, the point being there is I think if you look hard enough, you can make a connection between anything. And so, yes, th- those are, those are certainly strange, but I think I'm, I'm more interested in the actual magnetic pole differences than like anything is a triangle if you right. look at it hard enough. <laughs> But that's a very good point. But but yeah, but going back to kind of the skinwalkers as as lore, as myth. For I know for Americans, a lot of us when we travel abroad, we have this kind of notion of things being so old, like oh, we're traveling to this country that has such old established, you know, history and roots. And for us, Native American lore is kind of the closest ge- like geographically that we can really get to that ancient history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some of those tales are so old and were passed down, you know, just by people to people. And these are the people who inhabited this land first. And so the closest we have to ancient tales of America come come from that. And I think it's really interesting, the connections between some of those tales and myths and what's what people say is happening at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, You know, I think this is kind of one of the areas I get a little stuck on, though, because for me, I think all of that stuff is really fascinating, really kind of scary and interesting and cool. But at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of these stories started just with, like, a couple who was not Native American, you know? And so, so a lot of this seems like those connections may be being made yeah Yeah. they may be being made to give some more credentials to this place which kind of brings up like my other major hitch with this place which comes back to the adamantium holdings thing this totally sounds like some rich guy living out his fantasy of living a comic book conspiracy storyline like doesn't it yeah, I'd say a little bit. And in the, the fact that there's just so much like secrecy and it's all so shrouded and it's off limits and people can't yeah. visit it, which also leads to some other weird stuff. So if you if you Google, you know, Skinwalker Ranch, so depending on your settings on your phone, you might actually get something that pops up that says Skinwalker Ranch with like hours because it's supposed to be an archaeological like museum that yeah, people could go visit. So confusing. Which as Aaron and I have not been, we're not sure how to validate that, but it, it's a weird thing. And then if you go to the website associated with the location, you find something really weird. And it's so, it's so weird. It's like this website that I swear is out of 1991. It, Easily. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, yeah, it's not intuitive. It's very old, but it has tons and tons of data of pictures, maps, videos of, of the odd paranormal happenings of the ranch. It is a complete rabbit hole of information. And and we say it looks like it's from 1991, and it does. But, but it's been updated as yeah. early as 2019. So someone somewhere is, is running definitely this. running it and taking care of it. And, and that's so confusing. And we haven't been able to figure this out because, you know, Adamantium Holdings has 
clearly locked this place down, but you you Google it and a website comes up. We don't know if this website is like an artifact of the NDIS days, if this is run by just some people who are fans and very, and want to hold all of the information in one place, if this is actually run by somebody from Adamantium Holdings. Like we have no idea who is running this and, and what the purpose of it really is either. Yeah, we don't know if, the, if they're making money off of yeah. it necessarily. I mean, again, like we know some movies and some other like history channel and sci-fi channel have done investigative, you know, reports on the property, but not recently, not until it's been kind of taken over by this adamantium holdings. Yeah. Which also brings up that trademark thing again for me, which I, I feel like the idea of them getting the trademark for the name, it kind of screams like profit for me. And I wonder if they are kind of trying to buy into this narrative and build on this narrative that's already existed around this place. And that that's interesting to me. And I don't know how I feel about that. Right. And, and honestly, I think all of these thoughts kind of point to where we're headed with our verdict for this location. So while, at least in my opinion, definitely paranormal, yeah. definitely some odd totally. things that we cannot explain going on, but haunted, honestly, honestly not, not haunted. haunted. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I know that this was kind of a crazy episode. We had a lot of information. So our website, which is, you know, a little bit more updated than Skinwalker Ranches, maybe. A little bit. We, maybe. Tr we strive to be a little bit more updated. We, we aim for the late 90s, not the early. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will update our website with links to all of the various places that we went to for our research. And we'll link this like crazy Skinwalker Ranch website that is... As we said, a total rabbit hole. There's just so, so, so much information. So you can totally get lost in this for a long time. Just like we did. So. Yes. Uh, so we'll put all of that up on our website. And like always, please continue to subscribe, to give us a listen, tell your friends about us, visit our Facebook page, visit our website, and write into us and let us know if you have comments, thoughts, or you want us to check some other things out. And we'll be back in two weeks with more Honestly Haunted.